Today's episode of the Rough Drafts Podcast is brought to you by the newly updated sportsbook at Unicorn.com. Unicorn has been a sponsor since the beginning, and this is honestly the best looking and most convenient the site has ever really been. Their new TV guide style layout has made finding and betting a breeze. And with a newly designed and intuitive bet slip, all the information and even access to multi-bets are at your fingertips. I've already gotten started with my LPL and LCK outrights, and even though it's only been a day into the regular season, KT has already let me down, but Unicorn won't. So check out Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Hello Internet, this is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar and welcome to our World Championship Team by Team Preview Podcast Series. We are there, we are finally talking about main event teams, teams that we believe have a chance to, to really disrupt things, have a chance to, you know, in, in the case of the team we're going to talk about today, potentially win this championship. And I am so excited to talk about Worlds, I'm so excited to bring on my good friend and co-host, Walter Ciades Fetch. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 Yeah? You give the current world champions that great of an intro. Yes. And you forget about the greatest champion of them all. Let's, small potatoes here, small potatoes here. We'll move on. We got, we got 16 of these things to do. You'll learn how to introduce your... Guess the lines, world heavyweight champion, correctly. Okay, uh, let's. I'll, I'll try again. I don't. I don't want this to be like a thing. So let's. Uh, I'm very happy to break this down with my good friend, co-host, and guess the lines, world heavyweight champion, Walter C80 Spedchuk. Walter. Thank you. Thank you so much for such a, a scintillating uh, introduction, Chase. I am, I am thrilled to be here. I am thrilled that we will be talking about a team that has the same pedigree as yours truly. They truly are champions. And let us not forget, they have won. Uh, they have a streak going, let's say, of championships, much like yourself, uh, yours truly. So that being said, uh, should, we, should we inform our good friends at home exactly which team we are talking about. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get into it. We're talking about SK Telecom. You guys saw it in the title of this video, probably. This is a team that are, are now obviously two-time defending champs, three times in the last four years. The pedigree is clearly there. I, I think this is a team that everyone is always excited to see on the world stage. And so the first question, Walter, that has to come up is how does this SK Telecom team compare to previous iterations of this team? How good are they compared to the world champions of old? Well, in all honesty, this is a very different team to me than champions, uh, champions past. If we take a look at their very first year, underdogs but studs at every single position sort of built themselves up, challenged some of the greats, and sort of burst out of nowhere the 
the narrative of Faker becoming the once and future king of League of Legends just, you know, burst onto the scene. Uh, then the next championship, it was, you know, I, this feels more like that second championship to me. Kind of bringing in some pieces that they don't always necessarily seem to mesh. We have Hooney and we have Peanut that had joined uh, coming over from, from Immortals and, uh, and the Rocks Tigers, respectively. They haven't always seemed to fit into this. That was why we saw the team go to Blank and Antara. Antara, who won't be joining the team for this world championship as a as their primary sub, that will go down to Blank, which I think is, at the end of the day, the correct decision. This is something that SKT has done in the past, where they've had, you know, the kind of spicier, a little, like, more early game, aggressive kind of jungler, and then that stalwart that begins with a B that's more kind of the calming influence, the one that Faker has a little bit more synergy. And that's what you get between Peanut and Blank. I thought that was a good choice. And then uh, Bang and Wolf kind of seem like the odd men out when you talk about this team because the star power isn't necessarily there, although Bang did have uh, some of the drama that happened with Inven and some of the, the tweet, uh, Twitch comments that he made while he was on stream and all that jazz. So this doesn't seem like a completely unbeaten monster that no one can take out, that, that is just, you know, kind of rised above everyone else. They did lose to Longju in the Korean finals, so that is kind of a hill that they're going to have to climb here and potentially face them in the semifinals or the finals again, if that's what we're going to project for both of these teams. Uh, but at the end of the day, this is still SK Telecom. T1, they still have Faker, and they still have their coach in Kakoma, who is by far the greatest coach in League of Legends history. So, yeah, they aren't necessarily your grandfather's or even your dad's SK, you know, Telecom T1, but they are a, a much leaner kind of new age version of it, and I, I really can't wait to see them once they get onto this world's rift. Yeah, I'm excited to see them too. I, I think that you know, it's funny that you mentioned that Bang and Wolf don't have the same star power as other players. Uh, let's not forget that Wolf was the MVP of MSI this year. Mm -hmm. uh, clearly, there's a lot of talent there. I, I think that maybe this split wasn't the best example of it. It seemed like the support champion pool wasn't necessarily Wolf's comfort zone. Definitely felt like the bot lane had some, some flaws here and there, especially we saw in their series against KT Wolster, where Deft and Mato were able to just over overpower them for two games and then... Obviously, SKT came back after banning the Callista and all that, but I, I want to get in a little bit more into the uh, decision to not take Untara and to take Blank instead, because this is something that fans have really gone back and forth on. There's a school of thought that says that having the diversity with Jungler is better because it enables different types of compositions a little bit more easily, and then there is the school of thought that says that having more top laners is better because people believe that we have maybe a more definitive answer in the jungler, and the, and the top lane has been a little bit more volatile for SK Telecom if we look at the whole season. So why do you think this was the right decision? Well, the problem with saying that the, the top lane is a little more bit more volatile than, than the jungle is because I don't agree that the, the top lane was more volatile than the jungle. I think that Huni and Untara both, you know, have had their moments where they have shined in both styles of play. I think Untara has shown on things like Rumble and on things like Gnar, he can play more of a carry split pusher, but he's much better at the tanks. Where Huni on the other side has shown that he can play the tanks, he can play the Maokai, the Cho'Gath, the Galio, uh, 
in a, in a style that fits SKT, but he is much better on the carries. So when you look at where the top lane meta is right now, the flexibility of having a really strong carry player, especially when you look at what happened uh, against uh, Longju in the finals, where it really just was Longju's top laner taking complete control of that series and forcing Huni to kind of come in and step up to him. When you look at other top laners like Kuve coming out of Samsung, really strong carry style top lane players, it helps to have that kind of ace in the hole in your top lane as well. When you look at the jungle though, Blank is not as good as Peanut. Peanut at his best is a top two, top three jungler in the world when he's at his best, especially when he's on these kind of early game aggressive champions. Lee Sin, Elise, Nidalee, that during the play-ins and, and, and the like, we have seen kind of get sprinkled in here and there. Now, while he's not as good as tanks as Blank is, and, and, and Blank is definitely more consistent, it does give them this option of, we can start out a best of three or a best of five series with Peanut, see if this early aggression kind of takes root, if we can kind of just manhandle our opponents like that. And if that doesn't work, we can always rely on Blank. We can always fall back to him. We know what we're going to get from him. He's no slouch when it comes to a Nidalee or a Lee or an Elise either. It's not like you're completely taking those champions out of your rotation when he plays. But it just is there is more consistency between him and Faker, which is really the primary part on this team. What three players play better with Faker? And I think Hooney played better with Faker than Antara did. In all honesty, I think Hooney really understands what Faker needs from his top laner. At the end of the day, that's why they went with Hooney, and that's why they needed to bring Blank with them. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from on that. I, I do believe that the, the thing that we just cannot ignore is this series against Longju, where they had Untara in there on the first two maps, and Untara just couldn't keep up. Uh, he felt very out of sorts. Very clearly, Khan was just able to overpower this mm -hmm. guy. And I think SKT looked at this and said, if we want to win a world championship, we can't bring somebody we don't think we could put on the rift. Exactly. And he just wasn't able to keep up in a way that Huni could. And I think that Peanut certainly has the potential to keep up, even though he didn't have a great series in that particular instance as well. I, I think that certainly the potential is there. So... Ultimately, there's one question that we have to settle with when we talk about SK Telecom, because we assume that the, all the Korean teams are going to be dominant. We assume that all the Korean teams are going to be in the running for a championship. Last year, those were the best three teams by far. So the question becomes, what does SK Telecom have to do to come home with their fourth championship? What does the road to the four-peat three times in a row look like for them? Well, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to how much did they learn from that series against Longju? How much does that change their preparation going into Worlds? I think we've already seen an, an excellent first step here. Bringing Huni over in Antara as your primary top laner, bringing Blank, bringing Peanut, that gives you, I think, the most flexibility across the board and gives you the most plays that you can pull out of your playbook. Uh, that's that's a great first step that then matches up. Like I said, there are a lot of very strong, good carry top laners here. Not just looking at the Korean teams, but when you go and you look into some of the other regions, you have Ziv, you have MMD coming out of Taiwan, you have Hanser and Flame coming out of NA. Even Alfari and Expect aren't slouches when you look at them coming out of Europe. So having a player that can kind of 
be his own carry and be another threat for this team, especially when you're kind of figuring out, well, mid laners are more control mages. So if you're putting Faker on things like Orianna or even like a Zillion, if you want to go really into the pocket picks, um, you know, that doesn't give you a lot of a lot of star and carry pressure from your mid laner. So that means that you need something else to pair up with your, your AD carry. And we're seeing just across the board in regional finals and into the play-in, one damage compositions don't work. So if you're not getting a ton of damage out of your mid laner, you're playing a Karma or an Orianna, where else is this damage coming from? Well, you can get it from the jungle if you're going to play something like a Lee Sin or a Lee. So there's Peanut. Or you bring it from your top lane, you have something like Jarvan, uh, you have something like Jace, you can bring out the Gnar, you can bring out Rumble, you can bring out Cho'Gath. And Cho'Gath, I think, is really going to be a key pick, not only for Huni, but SKT as a whole. Because I can guarantee you, Huni has not only learned how to master that champion and force teams to consider not giving it to him, but also has come up with a slew of counter picks that he is ready to play against that. And at the end of the day, for SKT to win, their faith in Huni is really what's going to have to pay off for him. He needs to break free of being that fanatic and Immortals player that was just holo, 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 holo. And he needs to prove that him going back to Korea was the best thing for his career and was the best choice that SKT could have made. So SKT's MVP is going to have to be Huni for me if they are going to win another championship. Yeah, I, I think that's entirely fair. I, I think that we're looking at a meta now in which what happens in, in these games more often than not is that that second player up is the one that determines how these fights are going to go. You know, we, it's very easy to get your single carry going. I think there are a lot of champions now when you look at something like a Tristana where you can get ahead as an AD carry, you can play safe, you can trust that you're going to get your bit in on all of these team fights. But who else is getting in? Who else is getting that damage down? Who else is peeling the fight away? And Cho'Gath, I, I think to your point, just does so much because you have the nuke to nuke down a, you know, someone at the bot, uh, the you know, back line of the fight, and you have that just huge tank pressure to cover for the people on your team, I, I think that something like that is very much in Huni's favor. I think that they'll feel comfortable with that. I think that I'm not as confident that things like Elise or Lee Sin are going to be great picks, but I think that the things like Sejuani, like a Gragas, like a you know, Jarvan in its own right, we, we've seen might be a little bit more out of the jungle position. Those are things that I think they're very much going to be able to adapt to. So it's time, Walter. Final prediction. Where does this team end up? Uh, you can't count SKT out at all. Mm -hmm. I, I would say they are almost a shoe-in for the semifinals. I would say that the path to the Summoners, uh, Summoners Cup absolutely goes through SK Telecom T1. Uh, maybe they don't get number one out of their group because, as we're going to talk about on our ep other episode today, there is a fairly strong team matched up in this group. I see that bizarre, bizarre look on your face. Uh, but that being said, I, I see them in the finals pretty easily, if not finals, semifinals, and it's going to be a very tough match for, for someone like Longju to play against them, knowing that SKT have been here so many times before, and they have the pedigree, they have the infrastructure, they have the coaching staff, and they just purely have the best player in League of Legends history, Faker on their side. And honestly, it, it only makes sense that from champion to champion, I say that. Good luck, SKT, on your uh, on your title defense. We always know it's champion's advantage, and I'm sure you guys are going to take advantage of that. I, you know, I agree with that last bit. I, I think that this is a very good team. I think that they are going to be the team to beat, as far as I'm concerned. You know, yes, Longju won the Korean Finals, but the World Championship is a whole different stage, and you don't you, you got to unseat the king. And right now, I need to see teams 
They're able to do it in a best of five and are able to you know, keep up in that kind of way with the sheer willpower that they've experienced, the experience that they have on the big stage, the brilliant coaching mind that's gonna make sure that they're always in a good position to take advantage of the skill set that they have. I think this is a pretty clear group that SKT is gonna do their thing, but I guess you should stay tuned to the other episode that is coming out today where we talked about the team that you're a little bit higher on than I am, which is fine, you know? It's it's interesting to see how you know people kind of come down on it, but hopefully if you guys wanna hear that and all of the other teams, we will be breaking down all 16 right here on this channel, so definitely hit that subscribe button. Uh, go ahead and comment. I read every single one. I try to respond to everybody. Uh, and of course, if you want to talk to me about anything I said today, I'm at Redshirt King. Walter, where can people find the Guest Alliance Heavyweight Champion? It's, it's World Heavyweight Champion. Oh, no, man, come and on. It's World Heavyweight Champion. It says so right here on the belt. You guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. This is going to be a long world's preview, isn't it? Well, you know what? Come back uh, for our second episode for today and seven more days, two teams a day. We're going to pile through all 16 of these. Very excited to bring this preview to you guys. Very excited to talk about real games and not some of these interesting uh, play-in matches that have been a thing that have happened. So until next time, bye, Internet. You can follow the Rough Drafts Podcast on all your favorite social media sites. Twitter, at Rough Drafts Pod, Facebook.com, backslash Rough Drafts Pod, SoundCloud.com, backslash Esports Rough Drafts, YouTube.com, backslash Rough Drafts Podcast, as well as on iTunes by searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. The Rough Drafts Podcast is supported by our lovely Patreons at Patreon.com, backslash Rough Drafts Pod, and by viewers like you. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.